This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Episode 112, Submission 377. The Mouse on the Mayflower. The Mouse on the Mayflower aired on NBC the night of November 23rd, 1968. Mayflower, Mayflower, sailing proud and free. Bound for glory, this is your story. Chico, I have relatives that were on the Mayflower. I never heard of a story about a mouse being on the Mayflower. Nobody ever told me this in a history book. But you did hear about all those other things, right? Whatever things. The the the, the colonizing the. Oh yeah, yeah. But nobody ever told me about a mouse. Okay, nobody told you about a mouse. No. Well, that well, it's a good thing we have the likes of Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules Bass. Yes, the people behind Thundercats to tell us this story. And the people behind Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And, and like every classic holiday special almost. I- including future entry Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Okay, almost every classic holiday special. Every classic holiday special from 1970 to 1988. And actually, uh, the interesting thing is, this was the first special under the Rankin-Bass name. Yes! Yeah, they changed their name from Videocraft International, didn't they? Yes. That is correct. Another thing I want to note is, the animation itself was not done by Rankin-Bass, because it's 2D animation. No, it was outsourced to uh, Toei Animation under the watchful eye of... 
arguably the god of anime, Hayao Miyazaki. Wow, that Miyazaki. Yep. Whoa. just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So what is this story about a mouse on the Mayflower? What is this all about? Well, okay, take the the story the, the story of the first Thanksgiving that you grew up listening to in the system's public schools. Specific specifically the story you heard in public kindergarten through public fifth grade. Oh, so you're talking about the happy peppy version. The happy peppy just... version where everybody comes together and sings kumbaya and smokes peace pipe. Yeah, that version. And, and, and eats together at a big table and whatnot. Okay. All right. I know which one you're talking about. Yep. I can tell you right now, uh, you know what? This is so important. What I'm about to tell you right now. That I'm not waiting for the end of it to s- the end of the episode to say it. There was no turkey on the first Thanksgiving. What? There was no turkey on the first Thanksgiving. So everything I've been told about the first Thanksgiving is a lie. Not only that, everything that this cartoon is telling you is a lie. Where's Gary Moore when you need him? I'll settle for Anthony. I'll settle for Anthony Anderson and the late great Alex Trebek. What I will? Shit. I'll take Robin Ward right now. What the <laughs> hell? Oh, that's a future installment. Oh, we're definitely gonna do to tell the truth eighty next year. Yep. Anyway. Of course, this all started in the fishing village of Plymouth in the UK, where, let's just say, I don't think the king much liked the uh, pilgrims. No, he didn't like the pilgrims. No, didn't care for him terribly much. He's like, I, you know what, pilgrims, just go, go off to America. I'm not going to miss you. Why don't you go off to America, Pilgrim? So, the Pilgrims board the Mayflower. But they're not alone. Because we need some sort of antagonist. Because this is a children's cartoon. There has to be a clear-cut divide between good and evil. Enter two Cockney Pirates. You know they're you know they're evil because they're the only ones that speak in a in a in an East Ender accent, and they're also the only people who are missing teeth. Yeah, like why did they allow these two people on the boat? Well, that is always. Yeah. Okay. They snuck well, why, why did they throw them overboard then? They were hiding in the hold. Oh, okay. The two stowaways hiding in the hold, and uh, 
according to this guy to my left here, a church mouse by the name of William, who lives in Massachusetts, his ancestor, a mouse by the name of Willem, see, William, Willem, William, Willem. I get get it. Okay. He overslept and almost missed the boat. He had to row to the Mayflower in a shoe. He had to row on a shoe to get to the boat. Yeah. He must have the strongest arms in all of Mousedom. Oh. It must have, he must have rode on the strongest boot in all the UK. Yeah, I was going to say, he must have like the most buoyant shoe in, in the UK, yeah. Okay, so, but Willem he makes it to the boat. Oh, thank Here's God. A, yeah. Oh, by the way, did we mention that Willem is voiced by the one and only Tennessee Ernie Ford? No, we didn't. Yes. No, we haven't mentioned anybody at this point. No, nope, we, we haven't. We just went right to the story. But again, great voice that Tennessee Ernie Ford. He's legendary. Yeah, he was Cousin Ernie on I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. And uh, other characters on the boat, we have, uh, of course, they are, of course, they're, you know, based on historical figures. We have Captain They're not Mike. characters then, Chico, Chico, they're not characters then if they're based on real people. Well, okay, oh, you know what? I'll give you that. I will you give you a, Yeah, exactly. You make a valid point, Mike. Continue, Chico. Yes. Okay, so Miles Standish, we all know who Miles Standish is. He's the captain of the Mayflower, big boss man, guy with the Biggest beard is the big boss man. So he's basically Ray Trailer. Yes, but except he's voiced by Eddie Albert of Green Acres. Is the place you know? He's got another. There's another person with a really good voice right there. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely yes. And we also have who else? Do we have uh, the his his under captain. I. Bloody forgot what his name was. John Alden, I think his name is. Yeah, John Alden. Uh, I believe he he was voiced by John Gary. Yep, very uh, young, up and coming voiceover artist. And there is one other person because this is a children's cartoon that is up to one hour, and it ha- must have a, a a bunch of other stories to make things nice and complicated because. You know, you can tell the story of the Mayflower in five minutes. Yeah. You need a lady. We, a la- have, a, we have a lady. Yeah, we have a lady on this boat. Yes, uh, Mrs. Mistress Priscilla Mullins, played by Joni Summers. Uh, actress, singer, bombshell. Yeah. And that's going to become important later on because we're about to see Priscilla Mullins do all three of these things. Well, another thing I should note is Priscilla Mullins, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, made the rounds on the game show circuit. Really? Yeah, oh, it, sa- it says jo- right here. Summer- Jenny Summers? Yes, it says right here she made appearances on Everybody's Talking, Hollywood Squares, You Don't Say, and the original version of The Match Game. So she made the rounds in the late 60s when this came out. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, there's one other voice I want to add. Well, there's actually two other voices, uh, additional voices. They, they aren't uh, attributed to specific characters. Uh, one is Paul Freese. Uh, legendary other, voiceover artist. Uh, and speaking of, you know, legendary voice artists, oh. uh, the, the second, oh, yeah. Uh, she, I think she voiced uh, possibly Priscilla's mother or uh, maybe like a, a nurse or something. Uh in the, the Shakespearean sense of a nurse. Mm-hmm. June Foray! Rocky! Rocky the vo- uh, Squirrel! The voice, the, Rocky, the voice of Rocket J. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocket J. Squirrel among many, many, many other uh, uh, voices. I mean, she did Granny in the uh, uh, the Warner Brothers cartoons. She did Jokey Smurf. I mean, she... And she worked for frigging ever. I mean, no, she only passed she was, away about... She was, yeah, she was the woman of a thousand voices before Tara Strong took that mantle. Yeah, and, and she uh, only recently passed away, well, if you want to call three and a half years ago or so recently. But she worked like uh, in, into like the, the 2010s, into her mid-90s. That's so, insane. Yeah, I mean, she, she is legend. Oh, yeah. One of the all-time legends of television. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, back to the story. We have a bunch of pilgrims on the Mayflower, a couple of ruffians in the hold, and a mouse in the poop deck. Sure. And you've got a printing press in the brig. Oh, yeah, that's going to come into play in a bit. Yep, that's why I said Chekhov's gun. Okay, so next thing you know, big storm, because storms happen when you're, storms happen during transatlantic uh, voyages. There is, so there is a printing press in the galley. Why? I don't know. Somebody well, wants isn't to pr- the brig of the galley, for fuck's sake? <laughs> no, the prisoners are in the brig. The printing press is in the galley. Somebody wants to print a Bible. Because, sure, why not? Because, you know, they have no way of talking to each other on this giant ship. You know, it it has to be, what, 100, 200 feet long? You know, there's no way you can communicate with each other except by printing. Yeah, but here, no, no, you can talk to people. I that's know this. That's the joke. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say they sang a song about this. It's like, hey, nice to meet you, pass in peace, but watch those elbows, Mister. There were many songs, but just like Greg, I skipped over most of them. Oh yeah, I didn't care for any of the songs. I'm like, no, I'm just here for the mouse. Oh. There is there is a there is one song that we're going to talk about later. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm, yeah, uh huh. See what I'm doing here? Yeah. You see what? I, you see the inference that I'm making? I, I get it. Okay. Oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. So during the storm, one of the one of the retaining planks. Oh, it breaks! It breaks. And now they're like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" It's like we can't. It's like we can't repair it in the middle of the ocean. What are we gonna do? And We're so, so, so Willem has an idea. 
He points to the printing press. But he also gets Miles Standish's attention and is like, pointing to the printing press. Miles Standish, of course. Miles Standish, and I see a mouse on there. I'm getting the friggin' cats to, to, to shoo away the mouse. Yeah, there was a cat. There was a cat on the Mayflower too, you know. But he is the church mouse, so it's like we can't chase away the church mouse. It's like what? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so Willem grabs Miles Standish's medals and then run and then runs in the direction of of the brig where they find a. The broken, the broken rotating wall, or the broken rotating beam, and B, those two scalawags. And he's like, y'all don't move. I gotta fix this. And they fix the beam. But you know how they fix the beam. With the printing press. With the jack on the printing press, yes. The jack on the printing press. With the jack on the printing press. And then the 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 voyage continues into November, and people are starting to lose hope until Willem notices a seagull. Oh, a seagull, you ask? A seagull. Well, I have an idea of what that seagull said to them. What's that? Play the clip, Mike. Ahoy! Are you looking to build a city where sports fans can be notoriously racist? Yeah, and can we also ruin Sweet Caroline for everyone else? Absolutely! Can our airport security people be responsible for 9-11? And can our own 9-11 be like one one-thousandth as bad, but we'll still make a frickin' movie about it? I think I know just the place! Okay, I don't know if this is gonna be a problem, but we forgot to bring the letter R. No problem at all! Right this way, large-faced whites! Let's go Red Sox. Let's go Red Sox. That is so wrong, but not inaccurate. Especially Let's Go Red Sox. Should have been Patriots. Oh, come on. Even in 1620 or whatever, nobody rooted for the Patriots then. Nobody roots for the Patriots now. What are you talking about? Well, especially ding, now. Ding, 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 well, ding. Spe- well, especially now, since nobody can get into freaking Gillette Stadium. Nobody get nobody can get into Gillette Stadium, and even if they did, come on, they're gonna pay like three hundred dollars to watch Cam Newton. Oh yeah, and boom. Uh, and old wait, an old Cam Newton. What are you talking about? An old Cam Newton. Old grandfather Cam Newton. <laughs> Not you know, you know how I know that Cam Newton is old. He stopped using that weird font of his on Instagram. Does he still dress up like an old timey uh, huckster trying to sell uh, bad medication, like some sort of? He still uh, has not fired his haberdasher, Mike. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait. When did Cam Newton hire Alex Guerrero? <laughs> I'm going to throw my phone across the room. <laughs> Okay, so, Seagull, they're near land. So, Willem rushes to tell the first person who will listen to him. And because they're human and he's a mouse, 
well, nobody can understand them, so hands up a mime. Okay there, Flipper. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. You sound like fucking Flipper when you did that. Oh. Uh, it sounds like Lassie. I'm expecting somebody to say, What's the matter, Flipper? <laughs> okay, are they drowning? What's going on? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm, I'm a little loopy tonight. Okay, so they, 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 found, they found the new world. Oh, good. And they settled on a coastal colony. And they called it Plymouth. After the town they left in England, which, you know, what? Why don't you name? Why don't you name the place after the place you just? Like, anyway, so they decided they were going to build a strong settlement, a simple settlement. And then Willem catches the eye of. What could only be described as a Native American mouse? Native American mouse. A Native American mouse. But before he did, but before he did, before he discovered the Native American mouse. Okay. Uh, John Alden, who is, you know, relaying messages between Miles Standish and and uh, Priscilla. She was like, okay, you know what? Let's just get to the heart of the matter. Priscilla is thirsty. Oh, yeah. She is thirsty to the point where she sings about why John Alden spends all of his time with Miles Standish and literally no time with her. To the point where it starts to sound like Shirley Bassey. Oh, my God. I was like, Mayflower is forever. But yeah, I mean, oh gosh, you could just hear Jody Summers is giving herself to that role. That is, she is just a talent. She is an May- absolute talent. Mayflower! <laughs> da, da, da. But yeah, she's singing about, she's singing about all of that. She'll, uh, she'll ultimately sing another song about when uh, she and where, where Priscilla and John Alden are on the beach together, you know. Yeah. Woo! I'm sorry. <laughs> where she, they're, uh, you know. Woo! Yeah. But back to the mouse. But back to Willem and the uh, red mouse, who goes by the name of Little Big Thunder. Oh boy, that's not terribly racist. Just a little bit. And I'll tell you something. The fact that the first thing Willem wants to do is shoot him. What the actual hell? Well, they don't know. It's like, you're different. I'm going to shoot you. But, but the thing of it is, Little Big Thunder is very, very friendly. Very oh, yeah. friendly. Oh, yeah, he's a very nice mouse. He's a good mouse. 
So Little Big Thunder introduces Willem to his tribe. And I'm assuming because this is Oh god, I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm blowing the name of the tribe that settled on uh, Plymouth. Good job, Jeopardy boy. Shut up, Mike. Okay. Oh, I, I do, oh, wait, okay. Hold on. I do want to add when Greg was doing his impersonation of Joni uh, Summers singing, it, it almost sounded like he was going to sing Goldfinger. That's uh, the joke. That's hey, the Mike. Joke. That's the joke. Oh, that's shit. The... Do I need a joke explained to me? <laughs> Mayflower. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So, Little Big Thunder introduces Willem to his tribe, the Wampanoag. And they, in turn, are introduced to the, well, eventually they'll be introduced to the pilgrims, but first, we meet, oh, God in oh, heaven. Oh, no! And, of course, every tribe has one rapscallion with a mohawk and a tomahawk and an itch to kill somebody. The Wampanoag has Smiling Buzzard. That's the actual name for that is his actually that is an actual name, and believe it or not, he has a friend, and believe it or not, this friend is a bear, a bear, a bear, a bear, a bear. That's so unbelievable. Mike has left the room. No, I'm here. <laughs> I, well, you, you drowned out with the with the Jeopardy blue screen. Do, do, do I need to do the uh, the Alfred Hitchcock presents opener again for Chico? No. Save that. Save that for YouTube. Yeah. So, smiling buzzard, his his uh, rough bear friend. Well. <laughs> The first thing, the first people they discover are the two stowaways. Oh. And yeah. you know what they say about strange bedfellows? Well, they yeah. decide they want to call, they want to, they want to stir shit up. Yeah. Why would you do that? I don't know. But there you are. And so one of the pirates goes and makes like what like somebody shot him with an arrow. He wants he basically wants to start a war between the pilgrims and the Native Americans. Yeah. And 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 it's up to Little Big Thunder and Willem to convince everybody not to fight not to kill each other. They ultimately find it in their hearts not to kill each other, especially when your nursemaid's chicken, who she carried onto the Mayflower with her, poked one of the pirates in the stomach, and instead of being dead, it turns out that, they, that he is very much alive. Oh, wow. He faked his own death. He faked his own death, and everybody, and the foursome hightailed it away from Plymouth, and according to William, they went out west. Okay, so here's my question. 
what was the if, if this had worked okay they were gonna what 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 were smiling buzzard and the two starways and the bear gonna do i don't know I, I I don't know what the point of those four people are, except for there needs to be a clear divide between good and not so good. So so go figure. And then we have the we have the natives and the pilgrims coming together to teach each other, basically how to survive the harsh winters. So you mean it's the Thanksgiving uh, or the, the, the winter of, of 1621 that we learned in school? Yeah. And basically everybody was cold, miserable, and wondering how they were going to survive it. Sounds but, like me trying to watch this. Ha <laughs> uh-huh. Oh. So, you felt that way too. Okay, but ultimately, uh, yeah, and I'll and I and I will give you the gruesome version. People died. Okay. Yeah. People, people died. It's winter. It's in- winter. You have no central air. All you have is shelter and a fire, and the fire is suspect. People died. Okay. They don't know. They don't know how to survive all this. Snow is one inch off the ground. You know, you shovel that out, no problem. This is not one inch off the ground. No, this is this is northeast winters. And let me tell you something: from living in the northeast, they are never any good. Northeast winters suck. Hey, it could be worse. True. So, but they ultimately find a snowdrop, which is a sign that spring is forthcoming. And spring comes! And the natives teach the pilgrims how to till the land and grow their own plants and Fortify their, fortify their settlements, and that and that November, the November, November of sixteen twenty one, they joined the white man at the table, and, and of brotherhood, and participated in the first Thanksgiving. Yay! And little Big Thunder and Willem broke bread with cheese. Oh, because they're mice. Yes, because they're mice. Yeah. And the and the whole thing ends with uh, William quoting a Bible ver- quoting a Bible verse about Thanksgiving, make and making a joyful making a joyful noise unto the Lord. As I'll tell you right now, it is. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands, serve the Lord with gladness, come before his presence with singing, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. All while we see this montage 
of animated versions of American landmarks like Niagara Falls, Yellowstone, the Golden Gate Bridge, Statue of Liberty. It makes me feel so proud. I, I wish Neil Diamond's America was playing at this point right now. Well, you see, I had a different take on it. Uh, like half the landmarks they showed are, are like considered racist nowadays. Mount Rushmore, you know, since that's on uh, native land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that didn't sit too well with me, but that's just my Wait, opinion. wait, the Golden Gate Bridge is racist. No, that's the other half that isn't racist. Oh. No, yeah, and anyhow, the Golden Gate Bridge, a piece of it was a prize on concentration in 1976. Never mind that. Wait a minute. <laughs> By the Hold way, up. it's going to be covered in a future entry, so. Hold up. Time out. A piece, okay. of, the, a piece of the Golden Gate Bridge was a prize on concentration. Greg needs an explanation. Okay. Okay, here comes Mike. This is a Mike Klaus explanation. Oh, no. Oh, we've gone off the rails because I opened my big fat yapper. <laughs> um, okay, so I, I, I think it was, uh, I'll have to double check. It might have been for the 50th anniversary of the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, but uh, in, in uh, uh, 1976, maybe it was also for the Bicentennial, because let's remember that was also that year. Uh, there were gilded versions uh, of, uh, not gilded versions, but uh, gilded uh, w- bounds of wire from the Golden Gate Bridge that were ge- uh, that were actually sold as as trinkets, as as memorabilia. And uh, I've seen on eBay that they actually go for a good amount of change, like four hundred dollars, and that there were m- maybe. I think 50,000 of them made. Uh, but yeah, the, the, they, they gave away pieces of the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, big deal. My parents own a piece of the Berlin Wall that they got in Germany for like 10 bucks. Is it gilded? Is it golden? No. Then but blow st- it out your butt. Right. So that is the story of how a mouse helped a bunch of pilgrims settle in a new world. Of course, we, they didn't talk about what happened after the first Thanksgiving. It's uh, it's not G-rated. No. It's not G-rated at all. Uh, no. And it's also probably just a little bit uh, non-PC. Oh, quite non-PC. We're, we're not even going to talk about that because, well... What would Tennessee or E4 say? Right? Hmm. He wouldn't say anything because he's dead. True. <laughs> yeah. What happened to John Alden and Pris- John Alden and Priscilla Mullins? What happened to them? John Alden relayed another message from Miles Standish, and Priscilla's like, What? Spend all your time with him and none with me. So, he says, Miles Standish would like you to sit next to him at the first Thanksgiving. I would like to sit on your other side. Cool. Yeah. That sounds like an honor. 
Oh, it's quite the honor. John Alden, Priscilla Mullins, they're prob- they were they were probably yeah. Well, I don't know what the historical context between those two are. For all we know, that relationship just could have happened because this is a cartoon and we need a relationship. Yeah. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but then again, nothing on this cartoon makes sense, so. Especially nowadays, now that we know what we know. Or not necessarily know what we know, but we acknowledge what we know. Yeah. If you want to learn more about the first Thanksgiving, you can go to your local library or just research it on the internet or just talk to a Native American friend or neighbor of yours. If you have one. If you have one. I could just drive like 20 minutes to Southampton and talk to the Shinnecock tribe and be like, hey, what happened at the first Thanksgiving? Yep. Oh, by the way. He did, John Alton did marry Priscilla Mullins. Oh, that's good. Uh, she lost her entire family in the first winter in Plymouth Colony. Oh. But they did get married. Oh, thank God. The marriage of the young couple, of course, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, is, is chronicled in the courtship of Miles Standish. Oh, okay. okay. I guess that's in the same, uh, same journal where it talks about how Miles Standish uh, was responsible with the stuffing mines in that episode of South Park. Oh, yeah. By the way, History Channel Thanksgiving is my Thanksgiving tradition every year. Yes, it is. I can vouch for that. Yes. Natalie Portman in her wormhole. That sounds dirty. It does. Goo, indeed. Love wings. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So that was The Mouse and the Mayflower told through mice and song and weird stories involving bears. Yeah. I don't know what the bears deal was. I don't know what the bears deal was either. He was just there with, with the Indian. He was just there with the Indian and those two pirates, and they hightailed it to wherever. And What can I say except in 1968, that was a thing on TV. Yeah. And it still is a thing on TV because you can actually watch The Mouse of the Mayflower in its entirety on YouTube. Oh, yes. Plus, hey, guess what? Hey, kids, guess what time it is? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay, what is you this? Found a home video release on eBay. Oh, I found better than that. Oh, what did you find? Oh, no. no. Wait, better than that? Better than that. We have a we have a TV photo, and the description says that it's a 1978 airing. But I'm looking at the KNBC4 logo, and that's at least from 1985. Because it probably has, what, the NBC peak? It has the proud N, 
Okay. And what would be the Channel 4 logo at the time? Okay. Proud as a peacock, baby. Mouse on the Mayflower. KNBC presents a family animated special, Mouse on the Mayflower, airing Sunday, November 24th at 1 p.m., featuring the story of the pilgrims as told by an eyewitness mouse named Willem. And the picture is uh, Willem with his musket, looking really, really intent on shooting something. Now, wait a second. Did you say it aired on Sunday? Sunday, November 24th. At 1 p.m.? Yes. Were they not showing a late NFL game that day? I don't... Maybe they were airing a four... Well, this is KNBC. Yeah. So this would be like... They probably wouldn't be... They probably would have aired the 1 o'clock game at 10 a.m. and probably not even bothered with a 1 p.m. game for the West Coast, which would be the 4 o'clock game. Probably. Right, right, right. Well, we know CBS probably aired it. Yeah, CBS probably would have been airing a 4 o'clock game at that time. Wait, wait, did you say CBS? He said NBC. This is CBS. Thank you, Brent. (laughs) Why? Why? Okay, uh, okay, Greg, Mike, dollars and cents, please. Greg, you're the only one who's made any sense so far, so you go first. Oh, well, thank you very much, Chico. Okay, I'm going to bid $9.79. Mike? It's a, I don't want to say it's a piece of history, but the thing is, it's a relic from a time gone by. Uh, I'm sure it has a little bit more value than that. I'm going to give Greg a little window. I'm going to say $9.99. Okay. Uh, Greg says $9.79. Mike says $9.99. I have the actual buy it now price in my hands right here. It is. Oh, wow. $27.99. What? Yikes. I... Yeah. Good luck with that, my dude. Yeah. Not, uh, not spending my money on that. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> with a ni- well, at least the seller has a ninety nine point three positive feedback, which has got to count for something. It's not ninety nine nine. No, no, it is not. No, so no go. So anyway, that is the story of the mouse of the Mayflower. If you want to learn more about the mouse of the Mayflower, the whole thing is on YouTube. But if you want to learn more about this show, you can find us at itwasathingontv.com. There you'll find uh, all of our previous episodes, all of our social network feeds, more about the show, more about us, and of course, more about our drops over at our good friends at Place to Be Nation. Isn't that right, Greg? Yeah, because right now, coming this, well, recently we just had... 107, 108, 109 drop, which is a case of spring fever, saved by the Bell Hawaiian style, and one nine hundred numbers. So on Wednesday, dropping is going to be uh, making, making it, making, making it. it, and of course, the Boy Meets World where Sean joined the mafia, and of course, who can forget Buddy Hackett and Super Sales? 
they ran a great takeout business. They had a great takeout business. Takeout business! But, okay. But next time our Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving feast continues with a continuation on a tradition that we just started last year. Oh, yeah. It's a Thanksgiving tradition like no other. Unlike any other. Oh, whatever Jim Nance says. Until <laughs> then, please remember, find us on all social media. Remember, like, comment, subscribe, and if you find us on YouTube, don't forget to ring my bell for future episodes. And remember, wherever fine, street, wherever fine podcasts are streamed, five stars. We accept nothing less. I don't, we don't watch this crap. For you to just give us four stars. Five stars only because we are desperate for your approval. Yeah. He's not wrong. All right. Until Thanksgiving, when we have another thing on TV. Well! You've got a chance here of making £1,000 in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks in Turkey. And, uh... <laughs> I said to you, name something people take with them to the beach. You said... (laughs) The answer was... The first thing you buy in a supermarket, the answer was... And and the survey gave you... A food often stuffed, you said... And that gave you... Pretty well!